Imagine you picked up the most important book in the world, a book with words that can transform hearts. Now, imagine when you opened up that book, it was full of highlights and notes in the margin, and so you could see how this book has transformed someone's heart. This is The Notable Podcast. These are discussions where pastors not only take seriously the biblical text, but they share what they've been underlining and highlighting, all of their notes that help them share the world's most important book and how it's transformed their hearts and how it can transform the hearts of the people you know. This is Season 5, Coming Forth as Gold, a reading of the book of Job. You're about to hear a conversation between John and Tim Borman, twin brothers, both Christian pastors. Tim is a pastor in Queens, New York, and John is a pastor in Aiken, South Carolina. If you enjoy this podcast and would like to support us or hear more, visit NotablePodcast.com. That's N-O-T-A-B-L-E podcast.com. Here's John and Tim. What do you think, Jonathan, is the coolest piece of technology that you actually own or have ever witnessed? Oh, man. Where where do I start? I mean, I'm, you're like a thousand miles away in New York City, and, <laughs> and I can see you over Skype right now. I mean, where do I, where do I start? <laughs> like with... How much progress? Let me tell you, there's a factory, I think it's in China, but they make these phones. One of them is called the iPhone 10 Max, and it is just incredible. You, you, you know what you can do with it? You can, you can deposit money into your bank account by snapping a picture. (laughs) Isn't that cool? (laughs) Yeah. You can you can call your mom and dad at the drop of a hat. Yeah. I can I can open the door of my house from work. From my phone. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I I I kind of embrace this stuff. I I, I do. I I I think techno. I'm no luddite, you know. I I hate getting bothered with emails, and but boy, I kind of love this stuff. We there's people that have done some incredible things. <laughs> it's it's amazing. Well, and Job's not shy to tell you that. Now we're we're gonna have to talk about why this drops in into the book of Job, but there is no doubt that what you have here. In Job chapter 28 is, well, it's an interlude. (laughs) That's what the the title, that's what the editors titled the chapter. It's an interlude. In fact, some scholars will look at this and they'll say, we have no idea where this came from. Now, we think it's uh, just somebody dropped it in later. Now, I don't think that's what it is. I actually think it plays an integral part in the theology of Job and in the argument of Job. But there's no doubt that Job chapter 28 is vicious whiplash. 
if you don't know what you're going on, what's going on theologically. Because all of a sudden, you got you got these friends, they're talking about suffering, Job, it's your fault, Job is saying, what are you doing to me? Um, it, there's all kinds of argument, all of a sudden, everything stops in Job chapter 28, and you get, at least in the beginning here, what looks to be a hymn to human progress. And I, I use the word hymn on purpose because this is, in a sense, hymnody. I mean, this is beautiful poetry. This isn't, it, it, it's, a, it's amazing. And by the way, like, it's not only some people wonder if it was in the book, other people wonder about other things, like who wrote it? You know, like, is this, is this Bildad or Zophar or Eliphaz? Like, is this, is this the uh, author of the book of Job? Is it Job himself? Like, there, it's a pretty interesting question, and it does sit in a very prominent place in the book. But what there's no doubt about, like you said, is that um, the whoever wrote it, and I think it was Job, um, but whoever wrote it is is celebrating the monuments of humanity. I mean, I, I, I do that sometimes. I, I, I can sit from my house. I can literally sit from my house and stare at the skyscrapers in New York City. And sometimes my mouth is open, to be honest. I'm like, I cannot believe what humanity has done. The, these, these skyscrapers, the every inch of this city is built out to the teeth, you know, filled with technology, blazing hot, free internet access everywhere. Like it, um, there's a lot of struggling. You can see the struggles on full display here in the city as well. But man, is it amazing. Let, Timothy, let me read this. I want to get people, I want to dump people into this. And oh, whoa, we have to be amazed by this. We're going we're gonna to spend most of our time here on the first 11 verses. We could go farther than that. Um, and we'll make some comments about it. But let me at least here read the first 11 verses of Job 28. Just And I'll try to make some comments along the way and, and jump in on it too with me here, Timothy. But this is here's, here's the hymn to human progress. Now, you have to picture this. And that's the whole point. This is poetry. It's supposed to uh, be romanticized in your mind. There is a mine for silver and a place where gold is refined. Um, so iron is taken from the earth and copper is smelted from ore. Now, I, I, I want to stop right there and point out that's a lot of precious metal. I mean, think of how much progress we have. And I, now I haven't even progressed in reading the verses, but think about the progress. We got silver. We got gold. We got copper. Uh, we got iron. Uh, and actually, none of it's raw anymore. Um it's refined. It's, it's smelted. Um, so we, we've got metallurgy going on here. Uh, so, and, and abundant kinds of metal. Now think about the applications of all of that. Like, uh, Hey, we're recording this the day after Valentine's day. Um, (laughs) this is jewelry. This is, uh, it's more than that. It's, um, this is implements to farm. Uh, this is trade. Uh, this is economy. Uh, this is beauty. Uh, Timothy, come on, help me out here. We're we're just two verses in, 
we got incredible progress. It's it's amazing the the progress and what science and human wisdom can pursue and do. I, you know, and how how far it can I was, get. I was uh, I was uh, I told I said this to my church. Um, we were going through this together. Um, it's you know it's easy for us to say oh we have a company named Caterpillar. Um, we got we got Elon Musk boring under Los Angeles. Uh, we know we know mining. You know, but but we have to understand. This is 4,000 years ago. This is 4,000 years ago. These people are technological giants. And whatever progress we've come to now um, in our time and in our age, we have to know we're standing on the shoulders of giants. This is amazing stuff. This is amazing. Okay, verse 3. Mortals, I'm starting to get claustrophobic right now, by the way. Mortals put an end to the darkness. They search out the farthest recesses for ore in in the blackest darkness. Now, picture this. This is amazing mining technology. Far from human dwellings, they cut a shaft in places untouched by human feet. They're going where no man has gone before. That's what, that's what, that's what he's saying in, in very poetic, more beautiful language than I am right now. Now, listen to this. Far from other people, they dangle and sway. This is like they got their little mining elevator, Timothy. They got their, <laughs> and they're descending into the earth. When you talk about bravery and and progress and 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 again, like going where no man has gone before, uh, that's what's going on here. It, it, it sounds like the Mars rover. Like if he was would have been writing this today, you'd say, um, "There's people who control uh, like this robot on Mars, which evidently just um, stopped taking pictures and stuff." But it's amazing the stuff that pe- people are able to do. That's what we keep saying. And, and and again, like look look, and now his his arguments. He's going to further the argument here. So they're doing this, and it, and actually they're being incredibly successful. Look what he so this is the success. The earth from which food comes is transformed below us by fire. Lapis lazuli comes from its rocks. So that's a that's a that's a that's a precious gem. It would have been the most precious gem of that time. Um, rubies hadn't been discovered yet. So they're they're finding success. They're finding stuff in the rocks. Their mining is working. Um, he goes on and says, and its dust contains nuggets of gold. Again, their success. Um, no bird of prey knows that hidden path. No falcon's eye has seen it. Proud beasts do not set foot on it, and no lions prowl there. So again, he, what he's doing, I told you this is a hymn to humanity in a certain sense. He's saying, you look at the look at the king of the sky or the the prince of the sky. Look at the falcon. They wouldn't do this. Look at the look at the prince, the, the king of the savannah. He wouldn't do this. What's humanity doing? They're doing it. <laughs> they are getting it done. Uh, so again, people, they're getting it done. People assault the flinty rock with their hands, 
and lay bare the roots of the mountains. I mean, people are at the roots of the mountains, he, he says. They tunnel through the rock. Their eyes see all its treasures. They search the sources of the rivers and bring hidden things to light. In other words, these are people who are doing terraforming, Timothy. They, they, are, they are doing terraforming. What, you're doing Star Trek now? <laughs> they're doing <laughs> hydraulics. They're, they're changing the course of rivers to crack open the mountains and, and get what they want. And they actually get it done. It's amazing technology. It's amazing science. It's, it's amazing bravery. Um, and all of that's here in Job chapter 28. I mean, there you got it. But where can wisdom be found? <laughs> That's his question. <laughs> where does understanding dwell? And, I mean, that... Hmm. What a paradox. You know, what a paradox. You think about it. Uh, I, I could talk about this a million different ways. Like, our, our technology... Okay, you got miners here. You know what we've done? We've gone up. We haven't just gone down. We've gone up. We haven't just gone up, we've also gone in. I mean, we, we've gone to more frontiers than ever before. You think about it, like uh, we can drill, we can frack, um, we can do it in the most forbidding environments on earth. Um, we can go down. We've, uh, we've, we, we've got submarines. We've got it all on 4K. I mean, we know the ocean floors now. Um, we've gone up, you know, we can think about this. Think about how godlike, and I mean that with a small g, by the way, but think about how godlike humanity is now. We can literally sit on the clouds. It's called an airplane. Um, we can talk to each other over long distances. They're called cell phones. Um, we, we've, we've cracked the atom. We have sequenced the human genome. Uh, we have Oreos perfectly manufactured and all in a row. Somebody figured out that you can take, I just think about this, that you can take water, barley, uh, malt sugars, and a little bit of yeast and make beer. I can't believe beer made the list <laughs> of human achievement. <laughs> it's the ingenuity. But then... Right? But again, there's this refrain like, where can wisdom be found? It, it's a beautiful rhetorical structure there, though, what isn't it? What a move, yeah. Like, you have this great hymn to humanity. You have humanism just radiating in all of its glory, in all of its achievements. And Job undermines the whole thing. And then the Holy Spirit has the author say, but where can wisdom be found? And you do have to ask that question. There's despair in that. There's despair Great in despair that. Great despair in that. And, and read the rest of the chapter. What's the rest of the chapter do? The rest of the chapter really, hot, you know, it, it actually deepens your despair in a certain sense. Because where can wisdom be found? Well, apparently not in humanity. Like, they don't have it. Okay, maybe it's down in the deep. Nope. Not there. Maybe I can buy it with, he says in verse 17, gold or crystal or, or jewels of gold. Nope, can't do that. He even, he even goes so far. This is just a brilliant rhetorical move. Listen to this, verse 22. 
destruction and death say only a rumor of it has reached our ears. In other words, you you can't even find it six feet under. I mean, it's nowhere to be found. Job, it's just a where, where is wisdom? And there, there. Look, let me talk about this culturally a little bit. Pour into this with me, Timothy. Why? So, ah, oh, it's going to escape me. The last Marvels movie, the 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 one with all the they put all the superheroes together. Our, somebody's out there is is going to help me with this. Galaxy heroes or whatever. I. I <laughs> my pantheon, oh, my Marvel pantheon stinks right now. But the end of the movie, Timothy, the end of the movie is, uh, I was talking to this one parent that he was really into Marvel. He says he won't let his, his kid watch the movie because it's so depressing. The end of the movie is a whole bunch of people die and the, and the bad guy is sitting there victorious. There's a great... There's a great feeling that we are living in a dystopia now. You know, um, that's the big... Despite all of our progress. Despite all of our progress. People, people are despairing about it now. Uh, there's a lot. In fact, what's the big movie trend right now is it used to be that movies had this trajectory where you'd have a problem uh, and then you'd have a solution and then finally there'd be hope like the family's back together or, you found somebody else, a relationship broke apart, a new one started, you know, like that kind of trajectory. Um, now movies are ending um, and people are, people think it's artsy, people think it's smart. Um, they are ending on a note of perfect sadness and depression. Everything falls apart. It's dystopia instead of utopia now. Um, and so even the culture is actually tapping into this utter despair. Where can wisdom be found? Where does understanding dwell? Actually, you know, I'll take it one step further. I actually think the the culture today have dis- has despaired that there is wisdom at all. To be honest, yeah, at like, all, nobody's people are people are not asking the question. Where then does wisdom come from if it doesn't come from science? Where does where then does wisdom come from if it doesn't come from technological achievement where then does wisdom come from if it doesn't come from stem cell research like nobody's asking the question anymore they're just kind of like it, it life is the way it is and there's no escape from it and there's nothing to be done which about is it. yeah there, it's the, it's sheer despair actually timothy the like they've given it's like this treasure hunt that people have been on for like millennia now looking for wisdom under every stone um trying to find these maps to it but the maps fail them and like it's like that's that is like the essence of postmodernism and what comes beyond that like we don't think there actually is wisdom yeah yeah, exactly. What's going to make <laughs> that's very life depressing valuable, but... and what's going to make life make sense? Wisdom, right? Uh, but where can we find it? I don't know. Maybe, maybe it's maybe we're like this today. Like, yeah, I've heard like we're like death and destruction a little bit. Like, you know, I've heard rumors about wisdom. I've heard that there might be such a thing, but that's all we know. About. <laughs> 
<laughs> we know a rumor about it. There's a there's a line. <laughs> one of my favorite bands is Coldplay, and they're not a Christian band by any stretch of the imagination. But they have a they have a song called "The Scientist," and the line there's a line in it that always makes me think. And and this is what they sing: questions of science, science and progress. Do not speak as loud as my heart. Oh, take me back to the start. They have no idea. In other words, we've had all this progress. We don't know where it's taken us. We just want to start over. I mean, that's what that's we what we're singing. Yeah, it's like it's like we've come to this place where like we don't understand our purpose. We we don't understand what this is all about. We've we've tried to feel good about ourselves through materialism, through um, helping others, through you know whatever, uh, f- finding joy in our achievements. But all of it's feeling so empty, meaningless, um, and and it's it's never enough. And so we're not sure what to do now. So if that's not depressing you know that. enough, let me. <laughs> I, maybe our listeners aren't quite tapping into why there's so much depression about this and despair about it but if you can i go on a rant for a second you want my rant about it (laughs) what's i'm interested in it now i guess here's here's (laughs) my uh here's my rant about progress that i would suggest to you our age our generation probably knows better than any other we've made so much progress in the last hundred years and there's been Okay, here's my rant. Uh, the internet happened, and porn exploded. We cracked the atom. We made bombs. We learned how to control fire. We made guns. We learned how to heal people through medicine. We also learned how to weaponize it. We figured out chemicals. Now we know how to make chemicals that fit like a key into a lock in the human brain and you can get addicted with one just one hit. Uh, we figured out how to crack the grape and now alcoholism is everywhere. We learned how to produce the iPhone. Now we ignore each other more. We made Facebook and now we're more polarized than ever before. We cracked the human genome. Now we don't understand what gender is anymore. We made Oreos and now we've also made diabetics i mean i could go on and on i'm not going to whoa yeah <laughs> you wrote that yourself holy cow. <laughs> that's think about not that exactly him to human progress <laughs> <laughs> where is wisdom well yeah let's 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 stop being so depressing because I, I really want to get into so i got a lot to say about this like job says this um well we're assuming it's job God understands, he's saying this about wisdom. God understands the way to it, and he alone knows where it dwells. For he views the ends of the earth, and he sees everything under the heavens. When he established the force of the wind and measured out the waters, when he made it a creed from the rain and a path for the thunderstorm, Then he looked at wisdom and appraised it. He confirmed it and tested it. And he said to the human race, The fear of the Lord, that is wisdom. And to shun evil, 
is understanding. So wisdom, people, here's the thing. People define wisdom, and Christians do this too. You know, what is wisdom? There's this question, what is wisdom? Um, one, one Old Testament scholar's name is Ron Rad. He says, wisdom, wisdom is simply this. It's success in life. Can you imagine? You know, mm. like, it's, it's achievement. It's, it's getting stuff. You know, it's, it's success however you define it. No, it's not. You know, another guy said, um, wisdom is this, self-understanding. Really? Self-understanding? <laughs> you understand yourself better? That's wisdom? No. No. Um, keep on looking. You know, keep on. Keep. That's not going to help you. This is the, this is the job and understanding of wisdom. It's 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 putting God on His throne, and it's saying, God. He's got this. He he's got a God view of things. He's he sees everything. I don't. You know he he measures everything out. I can't. Um. That's the beginning of wisdom, is putting God on his throne and, and putting ourselves and understanding ourselves rightly in his world. The fear of the Lord, that is wisdom, and to shun evil is understanding. You know, I, I, I'll, I'll go further. I'll go further. We're talking about wisdom here. What is it? Where can it be found? Um, wisdom is interpreting the world as gods. And look, that's the hardest thing in the world to do. I, I Not as ours. About, yeah, it doesn't belong to us. And, and understanding world events and personal events in God's world. So like, um, what about World War II? You know, my grandfather, both my grandfathers fought in it and, and risked their lives. What was it all about? You know, you have to ask your, yourself that question. In God's world, what's it all about? You know, what? Why did it happen? Sussing that out, and we're, I'm not going to do it right now because it's, it's just too much. But sussing it out requires wisdom, doesn't it? Mm. You, why are Christians killing each other? You know what? Um, and that's sort of at arm's length for me. It's it's not yet personal. Really, in this book, it, wisdom is this, like, why do I suffer? Now you've turned a corner. See, now you're starting to apply yeah. Job chapter 28 to the context of the book. It, it's sussing, understanding your life as something happening in God's world. Um. It is the, it, it it requires the the Holy Spirit actually it's a gift wisdom is a gift of the Holy Spirit, um. And it is one of the hardest things to do. Like, why did that happen to me? What is our what is our minds do, doing right away? It's like it gets all scientific. Like, you know, um, we're we're calculating angles and all that stuff. Um, that's not wisdom yet. Mm. It's 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 still not 
putting our lives into God's world. Um, it, it, you know, let me let me build on what you've said just a little bit. What is what is wisdom? It's it's coming to understand um, the principles and the truths of who God is that he has also built into his world and his creation. It's figuring out who am I and how can I live in concert with who God is and what he's done in the world. This is wisdom. This is what it means to, to shun evil. It's to know God's will. To, In fact, let me, let me ask the question, when are you... When when are you going to enjoy life? When are you going to feel like you're in the groove of it? You're you're getting it done. I I'd suggest to you that it's when you're living right in line with the Ten Commandments. You know, you're loving your wife. You're taking care of your kids. You're working hard at your job. Um, you're not trying to be something that you are not, but rather who God. You're understanding. This is what I'm saying. You're understanding who God has made you to be, what your callings are, and you're all about it. See, that's love. That's actually what love is. And then you, you so, are tuned into God. So we, 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 there's, two, there's at least two more things I want to say about this. Um, he, he, what is wisdom? Uh, we, this chapter lines up and ends and says, the fear of the Lord, that is wisdom, and to shun evil is understanding. There's a there's a Yale theologian. His name is Niebuhr, and he has he has thought a lot about Christian ethics. And you you mentioned you you mentioned the Ten Commandments, and I don't agree with everything that he says, but it's at least thought provoking to to understand that stuff happens to us. And he has an, a Christian ethic, a Christian response to it. You know. You, when you respond to anything, literally anything in your life, to be asking yourself the question, what is, what is the good response to this? What is the Christian response in God's world? And what's evil? And, um, sh- and, and to consider what is, what is every, if I do this, what's going to happen? If I do that, what's going to happen? If I do this other thing, what's going to happen? Because there's there's all kinds of different responses that we have to certain to certain situations, and if your response um, brings evil into someone's life, you have to think about that. I don't think we think about that very much. You know, are we going to hurt our neighbor? Are we going to? Um, is my response going to cause harm to our neighbor's business? I'm what I'm trying to say is wisdom's a big big deal and it and it's harder it, it it is a gift of god you know it is a, it is a gift of god to live in god's world with the spiritual gift of wisdom yeah and morally and ethically and it starts timothy you said this before it starts i want to i want to push into this with the fear of the lord with the fear of the lord uh mm-hmm. that's a that's a power word you know when you fear something, you're looking at it with awe, transcendence, a sense of smallness. You're saying, there is something here that is far bigger than me, better than me, 
And you're looking at it and you're saying, I'm not going to cross that. I'm not going to, I'm not going to do that. And what I'd suggest, you think, think this out for yourself, but, but when we pursue evil, which is what I, I gave you a whole list of ways in which we do, like we, we do not, we're not in the groove of human flourishing and human life. And we use technology and progress in negative, you know, sinful ways. Um, it's because we're fearing the wrong stuff. We're actually fearing the wrong stuff. There's a, there's a really thoughtful song by an artist by the name of Audrey Assad. Um, and she sings a song called I Shall Not Want. And she has this prayer in there. It's, it's made me think. She says, this is what she prays, from the love of my own comfort. And she has this idea of fear in here. From the fear of having nothing. See, that's something that we fear. From a life of worldly passions. Deliver me, O God. From the need to be understood and from a need to be accepted. From the fear of being lonely. Deliver me, O God. From the fear of serving others. And from the fear of death or trial. And from the fear of humility. Deliver me, O God. It's very insightful lyrics. She's she's the reason why um, we get out of the gears of life and we're not in the groove is because we fear the wrong things. We're, we're and she and she makes that very clear. And this is what sin sins tore us up like that, Timothy. We it's just tore us up. We're we're constantly fearing the wrong thing, and. And you know what that you know let's let's do this let's do this what what it's not that's not wisdom what is that because if we get the right word we're going to be led into true wisdom it's foolishness yeah you see where I'm going <laughs> I'm I'm ready I think we got to go there be, be, because look the apostle Paul he. When he's writing his books, he's he's pulling from all kinds of scriptures. He knew he know he knew about Job chapter twenty eight, and he he like he says the stuff of this world, the philosophies, the technologies, the scientism. Look, I say scientism because we're not against science, not by any means. We're against the worship of science. We're against the pride and arrogance of science. So we'll call it scientism. It's science as a belief, um, right? Like, right. Um, all of that is foolishness. Um, true wisdom is Christ, who who meets our every need. Um, it, it's it's the crucified Christ, and and the Greeks will look that look at that and be like, "What are you talking about?" You know, that's and, not and achievement, Jews, right? It's not achievement. Yeah, like whoa. <laughs> The world yeah. killed him, you know. He's not sitting on a throne, and and the Jews will look and be, and, and it'll be a stumbling block. But look, the weak of this world, the despised of the world, the nothings of this world—they look at Christ and say, "God, you do love me. God, you do intend to lift me up. God, you do intend to take me out of this suffering. I've seen it in Christ, and I've seen what you did for Him, you know, and." I can trust in you. Um, 
and and that gives my life purpose that that gives me meaning that that helps me understand that god you do sit on your throne um for me and for wow. you wow yeah f- yeah and 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 um I can understand my suffering in his sufferings and that that something good will come out of it. And and all of a sudden, all of a sudden, all of a sudden, we are beginning to understand God. We are understanding ourselves in Christ and we're understanding our lives rightly. And we've come to true wisdom. Yeah, there's so much I want to say about that. You know, I, I could go on and on about how in the early church, they identified it actually in, in Proverbs. I think it's Proverbs chapter eight. Um, God talks about how wisdom's always been with him, and they identified that wisdom as uh, incarnate, the Christ. And and of course, Christ Christ finally is is the wisdom of God, and and that's exactly where the Apostle Paul goes. And and and. Le- Oh, I'm so I'm so excited Do about it. this. Go. Like, well, I mean, listen. Where can wisdom be found? Where can where where does understanding dwell? It is hidden from our eyes. It is concealed. Is it? Not anymore. It, Not in Christ. The Apostle Paul. It has been revealed. Yeah. It has been revealed. Look at the cross of Christ. You know, is does God love me? A hundred times, yes. Does God care about? What's happening to me right now? A thousand times, yes. You know, do, uh, what is my purpose in life? Um, does God sit on his throne? All, all of those questions are revealed to us in Christ. The greatest achievement, and I'm flipping this around right now. Talked about, we started talking about achievement in life, progress. The greatest progress is the God man, Jesus Christ, who descended lower than we can ever imagine. He came from heaven to earth. He ascended farther than we can ever imagine. He ascended all the way. He started in hell, and he ascended all the way to the right hand of God for us. Um, We can think about his transcendence over our sin, over our suffering, over our death, and be absolutely captivated by what he's done. He's the wisdom of God. He's, He's the power of God. And this is where... I think we have to leave it. We we still are in the book of Job. We're still in in a book of the Bible that's about finding wisdom specifically in suffering. And I want to make this closing application. What we've got going on here is everything up to this point in the book of Job has been, um, at least in the speech cycles, has been, uh, besides Job's comments about the Christ that we already covered, has been a, a wasteland of, of human lack of knowledge and ignorance. We haven't progressed theologically at all. Here we are in Job chapter 28. For the first time in the book, we have progressed theologically. We have put God on his throne. We have started to position ourselves into a place where we can say something meaningful about suffering. Now, and uh, uh, Timothy, you got to say more about it than I'm about to say, but I want this line to stick because this is coming. You know, we we talked about human mining, so I want to make this comment, and I hope it sticks in people's minds. Think about this. 
God only makes diamonds under pressure. Thanks for listening to The Notable Podcast. Check out our other seasons to hear other people sharing their notes and highlights. If you enjoy this podcast and would like to support us or hear more, visit NotablePodcast.com. That's N-O-T-A-B-L-E podcast.com. Thanks for listening.